the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When everything is going against you, what is your natural tendency? Trust in the Lord or abandon all hope? We'll take a look at some lepers who abandoned all hope of themselves and put their trust in God. Join us. Wave Grace, coming up next. in the middle of hopelessness. That is where we're at today, here on Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan from Grace Bible Church in Hayward, online at grace-bible.com. We are back in our series, Arise, Move, and Go. And today, we're in 2 Kings chapter 7, verses 1 through 20. It's a tale of three stories, leadership, lepers, and the living God. Now, today, we'll continue looking at the faithfulness of God to His elect, how the word of rescue is ridiculed and the word of rescue is believed by the elect and the hope of the hopeless. Join us. Here's Pastor Jesse with today's Way of Grace. Play, pay attention to your brother Elisha though right now because your brother Elisha going to show you how to stay cool, calm, and collected when fools act like God. He's getting ready to show you how to stay cool, calm, and collected when fools act like God. You don't see Elisha moved at all. The one that's moved is the king, the political king, because he's looking down on a condition uh, among the people that he's ruling and he can't solve it. These people have degraded to the degree that they're eating each other. Lamentations talks about this as well, because Jeremiah saw what happened. The siege of the Babylonians against Israel and them eating their own flesh. And Josephus gives us absolute detail in the wars of the Jews in AD 66 to 69, how they ate their children. And we've seen this happen around the world before. Don't tell me that mankind is not by nature absolutely and totally depraved. We'll do things that we could never imagine if that if all the labor of man is for his belly. If everything is about fulfilling my flesh, I will betray you. You will betray me. I will destroy you. You will destroy me. This is why I love Jesus. Because when the enemy came against my representative, he said, the first thing you need to know, devil, is that man does not live by bread alone. Not the man that knows that he is spiritual and connected to God. And God is the living God. He's not the God of the dead. So even if I die physically, I live forever with the true and the living God. Everything is not about a piece of bread. This is hard, but it's true because you, please listen to me. And I want to get a young person today. I want to get you young people. You have an adversary. You do. You have one. He's called the devil. He is so Slick, that when he comes to you, he will be exactly like you. You will not detect him because he's too 
careful about how he hides his intentions. And he will get you at your weakness. And before you can even really know you're doing a deal with the devil, he has you in his clutches. That's how he works. That's how he works. Your parents should have told you that because they had, he had them before they had you. Your parents should have told you there's a, there's a devil that wants young people. He likes young people better than old people. It's true. That's why he wants them in the womb. This is the bill that my sister is talking about in the back. Sticking babies with something the moment they come out the womb. Sticking teenagers with something the moment they, they turn pubic. These things are ridiculous. But they are control mechanisms. Incrementally, incrementally controlling you. Your bodies are God. Your body is God. Your body is God's and you must know how to yield your body to God alone. That's what the three Hebrew boys did. They said, Neb, sorry. You can throw us in. We, we, no. We already proved to you we good. We're not trying to destroy Babylon. We didn't help you fix your kingdom up. And now you want to throw us in because you got a fit of a delusion going on. Listen, man, go take a nap. Come back. Let's talk about it. These men were not hurting the Babylonian kingdom. They just were not going to worship their God. And this is how Christians are supposed to be in the world. We're not here to hurt the world. We're just not going to bow down to your God. Sorry. It's not going to happen. We want to work with you. We want to pay our bills. We want to provide. We want to see the next generation. I want to see my great grandkids grow up and do something productive and manifest the Imago Day in them, don't you? We're not talking about going to war. We're not warmongering people. We're just simply saying there's one Lord of Sabbath. There's one Lord of Sabbath. He runs this world. That's all we're saying. Let's keep going. It's time to get it. Elisha sits in his house and the elders sat with him. Do you guys see that? I love narrative theology. This is beautiful. So now, just imagine the, the Biden administration. And, and I'm not going to name the parallel to Elisha because, you know, that's going to offend some of you folks on the left and on the right, too. So I'm going to leave all that alone. But, but the president administration wants to take out anyone that wants to tell the truth and expose the present, you know, manipulative narrative. Right. They want to go after him. And as he's sending the CIA and the FBI and the special forces to him, they go to the house of whoever this person is, male or female, put anybody in there you want that's standing for truth. And as they drive up, they see all these cars that are familiar to them and they go. Man, half of those cars are the folks that sit with us in Congress. Do you see it? The elders who would be with the king is with Elisha. Do you see it? The only people that Elisha is able to now run is the military because the military is in cahoots with the administration to dominate the lives of the people. Is anybody keeping up with me? I'm getting ready to unpack it. The one element in our government, we have three branches of government, as you know, the one element in our government that has proven itself to be a Rottweiler and a pit bull is that element of the judicial system in connection with the military. 
And many of us understand how wrong they have treated Americans for decades upon decades. Am I making some sense? We know this. And, 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 and by the way, this is true in every country. Wherever you have dictatorial leadership, it uses its Rottweiler military to abuse the people. So they're coming after my boy Elisha. Do you see it? They're coming after him. And notice what it says. But ere the messengers came to him, he said to the elders, do you see how this son of a murderer? (laughs) I love it. That's the clean version. Do you see how this son of a murderer? Now, who is he talking about? Ahab. Ahab and Jezebel are murderers of the people of God. They're murderers of the prophets of God, are they not? Elisha is one of the prophets that Obadiah hid when it was his when it was his, his mentor Elijah alone fighting the 800 prophets of Baal and the groves am I making some sense and so now he comes out because he's being called to take over I'm going to talk about that in a moment and he still remembers the daddy of Jer- Jeroboam seeking to kill him and all of his comrade prophets he says this son of a murderer this is why Jesus said in John eight forty four to the rulers in his day, ye are of your father, the devil and the works of your father, you will do. He's a liar from the beginning and a murderer. Jesus knew he was dealing with that same murderous spirit all throughout Israel. Y'all keeping up here it is. And it goes on to say to take away my head. Now, this is what I love about Elisha. Elisha had the spirit of God. We're going to unpack this in a moment. And uh, he was never surprised. The word of the Lord had come to him that the king wants to take him out. Now, you and I just read that four verses earlier. The king's on the wall upset, and now he's coming after Elisha. And Elisha is hearing from God, like I told you before, when you walk right with God, God will reveal to you what your enemy is up to. He will not let you walk in darkness. I'm trying to help you. So Elisha is cool. Now watch what he does. I love this. He says, when the messengers come, shut the door (laughs) and hold him fast at the door. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? What is that, pastor? It's the false assumption that Jehoram, the secular king, has all the power in the world. That he can yield a decree and his decree will come to pass and no one can stay his hand. I am God. I do whatsoever I please and no one can stop me. He's an absolute fool. Is he not? Did y'all hear that? See now, Elisha, he knows who the true and the living God is. We're getting ready to go there. Doesn't he know? I, child of God, hear me. When you know who the true and the living God is, why should you fear man? And I've told you guys this before. When mankind sets up his plans, his schemes, his machinations, when he gives you his prophecies and prognostications, they are not immutable. They are not unchangeable. You don't go who can make war with the beast. You go God can make war with the beast. And God frustrates the tokens of the wicked all the time. He turns over the plans of the wicked all the time. They make plans and God thwarts them. That's the God of the Bible. That's what's going on here. That's what's going on in our life. The only reason you don't see it is because you haven't asked God to open your eyes. God is busting up schemes every day. 
Is he saints? Is he busting up schemes every day? He's busting them up every day. They come together in all of these different conventions around the world to try to do what they want to. And they don't realize that God's way ahead of them in the chess game of war. He takes out their rooks. He takes out their bishops. He takes out their knights. He takes out their queens. He checks make them in the name of Jesus. I love God. I love him because he will defend his people at all times. But he's going to try us in the midst of it. All right, let's keep going. We got more work to do. Shut the door behind him. Is not his master's feet behind him. Verse 33. And while he yet talked with them, behold, the messenger came down unto him and said, behold, this evil is of the Lord. What should I wait for the Lord any longer? What is that? That's the messenger now turning around and fleeing. This here's an allusion to Judas Iscariot who would have betrayed Jesus. Do you guys get that? But because Elisha is not Jesus, this doesn't play itself all the way out. God allows this messenger to escape because God has a purpose for the king and his servant. There's a word that God has for him. Notice what it says in verse one and two. It's time. Then Elisha said, hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. This is one that he has captured. Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Tomorrow you guys will be able to eat to the full and have tons of stuff left over. I love this. Did you know what the proverb says? The wicked. They gather, they heap up and they store it and the righteous put it on. That'll come home in a minute. The wicked gather and they heap up in the store and they store it and the righteous put it on. The wicked gather and they heap up and they store it and the righteous put it on. The wicked create plans and, and schemes and businesses and God lets them. He lets them use their energy. He lets them use their ingenuity. He lets them use their collaboration and they build all kind of good stuff with an evil intent and God uses this for his people. And this is why you don't rush to battle too soon because God is economic with energy. He will use the wicked. He will let them become lawyers and doctors and scientists and judges and mechanics and physicists and astrophysicists. He'll let them develop all this technology for the good of his elect. You're hearing what I'm saying? So you want to parse this carefully, child of God. You don't want to go before the Lord because a lot of times he just wants you to chill. He just wants you to chill. Sometimes he's allowing the famine to have all of us just sit down for a minute. I'm doing something. Am I making some sense? You ain't got to go rush in and take over. Let them do the work. Let them build the machine, Cindy. We'll use it. We got all of the products to put in there. Let them build the machines. We'll use it. We'll wait for God and we'll turn it around. This is history, child of God. Are y'all hearing me? This is history. You and I need to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. By force shall no man prevail. You only prevail by wisdom. Am I making sense? Only by wisdom. See, Elisha is not going to lift one hand to hurt one person. And that prophecy is about to come to pass, isn't it? 
All right, time for us to unpack that. I got you for a little while longer. Notice what it says in verse two. This is the part that's remarkable. So point, point number two, the faithfulness of God to his elect, the word of rescue, what? Ridicule. Here it is. Now, notice what this fellow said. Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned. Now, this is, would be like the, uh, this would be like Naaman, the captain of the Syrian army. This is the same army. Saying to Elisha, when Elisha had him to be healed when he was in the waters. This is just one chapter back. And he said, now I'm going back to be with my king and he's going to lean on my hand. That means the king is trusting him. It's a metaphor of you being the king's flank man. You're, you're like his right hand man. And what, what is stated here is then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? Now, I want you to mark this. This is called, again, the irony of narrative theology. The word I want you to catch is behold. I want you to hear the mockery and ridicule of this fool who is opposing the prophetic word of God. Did you catch it? I want you to catch it. I want you to catch it. This fool has just heard say, heard, heard Elisha say, God is about to bless his people tomorrow. And this fool said, oh, if he would just open the heavens. He's referring back to the days of Noah. When Noah opened the heavens, when God opened the heavens and poured down the rain. Here's what he's saying. If God, if God does this, this would be like the miracle in Noah's day. But Israel was in an apostate condition. Like the church is today and the world is today. They don't believe that God brought that flood. So a lot of, so, so when he's saying, behold, if God opens the heaven, it's the idea. God's not going to open the heavens and do that. The opening of the heavens is the metaphor of God blessing us, right? Isn't that the way we close in worship? Praise God from, from whom all blessings, what? They flow. This wicked man is not only ridiculing, but he's being irreverent. Now, I want you to hear one quick, sharp rebuke by Elisha. He's going to speak to him in kind. Listen to what it says. He says, behold, if the Lord would make the windows of heaven, might this thing be. And Elisha said, behold, somebody ought to rejoice. Behold. Do you hear this fool saying, behold, I can say behold too. The Lord's going to do it, but you won't be able to enjoy it. You wicked man. This is a battle between heaven and earth. This is a battle between the king of kings and Lord of lords. This is a battle between the servant of the living God and the wicked servant of the Syrian kingdom. Is anybody keeping up with me? I love God, don't you? I love him and I love, listen, this is what I was saying. This is why we have to understand our role as terrestrial angels, right? Because what is the motif that Elisha's operating out of? He's a warrior angel. And now he's being a messenger angel, which is a mediating angel. Elisha is mediating for the people of God to let the people of God know that you don't need to succumb to all of this evil and treachery. Tomorrow, things are going to be different. That's good. Is it good, Brother Mac? Is it good? Elisha standing for God because Elisha sees things that they don't see. Do you? See, I get it. I get Elisha. I get Elisha. You know, if, if I was in the hood, I'd say he was peed off. And would I be right? 
I would be right. Who is this fool to take God's word in his mouth and, and puff up his arrogant assertion that God can't turn a thing around in a day? Am I making some sense? This is such an offense to God that the way the narrative closes, I'm going to deal with that before I deal with my third point. God does this in the narrative to let you know the one individual that really ticked God off was this fool. Look at the last three verses of the whole chapter. We're only in verse two. Look at the last three verses of the chapter. Are you there? I'm at verse 18. And it came to pass as the man of God had spoken. Huh? And it came to pass as the man of God had spoken. Huh? And it came to pass as the man of God had spoken, saying two measures of a barley for a shekel and a measure of fine flour for a shekel shall be tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. And the Lord answered the man of God and said, now what? Behold, if the Lord should make the windows of heaven, might such a thing be? And Elisha said, what? Behold, you shall not see it with your eyes, but, but, shall, not, but, but shall not eat thereof. And so it fell out unto the people, for the people trod that food down in the gate and he died. You saw it. Look at verse 17. And the king appointed the Lord on whose hand he had leaned to have the charge of the gate. And the people trod him down in the gate and he died. As the man of God had said. Now let's fill in the middle of the gap. Because <laughs> why did he die? Because the people trod him under. Because God had poured out such a blessing upon the people that they all rushed in the gate having more than full in their life. And this fool was appointed by his master, Jehoram, to actually come under the judgment of these people for mocking God. Y'all got that? All right, let's go into our uh, final portion of our text. I love this. I love Elisha because Elisha actually understands something that we're about to deal with. The third point now deals with our leprous brothers. Here we are. Third point deals with our leprous brothers. Arise, move and go. The battle is what? Arise, move and go. The battle is won. Child of God, hear it. So we're over in chapter seven now in verse three. And there were four leprous men at the entering end of the gate. And they said one to another, why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city and we shall die there. If we sit still here, We'll die also. Now, is that good reasoning or what? Is that, is that good reasoning? All right. See, this is why I tell you, you got to think a thing through. Right? So now I'm getting ready to show you why our theme is arise, move, and go. Because when you're in a situation and a predicament that is not good for you, you need to have a revelation by which you can rise up and move and go and not, the be, and not be the victim of the circumstances as if you don't have a God that can make a way out of no way. Am I making some sense, Brother Keith? Here we are in a situation where we're lepers. We're already dying. And we're in between a rock and a hard place. Can I teach 
You can't go to the father's house because those apostate reprobate church folk are too righteous to have you in their house. Am I making some sense, Brother Mario? These are self-righteous religious folk who don't know how to meet the needs of a leprous human being. So they separate them from you. And so the lepers can't go to the church because the church is too self-righteous. It's a good thing Jesus showed up. Isn't that right? Because he hung out with lepers. Did he hang out with lepers? Every leper that came his way got a meal and a healing. Now that's a true church. And on that note, we will close out today's broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand, the ministry of Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. If you have questions about our broadcast, maybe you would like to spend some time with us worshiping the Lord. We would love to see you. You can get all of that information and reach out to us through our website at grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Listen to past sermons as well as guest preachers. Again, at our website, grace-bible.com. We'll even let you have any of the notes, sermon notes, that are available from these sermons as well. Again, there's an awful lot of resource material available at our website, grace-bible.com. If you'd like to reach out to us by phone, our number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. Sunday services here at the church are at 1030. Friday evening Bible study is at 6.30, Tuesday prayer and Bible study again at 6.30, directions and information again at our website grace-bible.com or by calling 510-886-9782. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with this ministry as we reach out to the Bay Area and the world (laughs) on the World Wide Web? We do so because we are linking arms with other listeners such as yourself. This is a listener-supported ministry. Your gifts, no matter the size and no matter the volume, are great help as we continue this ministry called Way of Grace. Consider that as you reach out to us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.